Hello, everyone. This is Belinda Carr, and you're listening to my podcast on building science, products, and technology. As we know, the construction industry is ripe for disruption and automation. It has been reliant on manual labor and outdated tech for far too long, which has led to lagging productivity. Every week, I chat with a company that is exploring ways to tackle these issues. Today, I'm speaking with Brian Iverson, inventor of the T-Stud and CEO of US Engineered Wood. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thank you, but I got to tell you, I have since retired. From I'm not the I'm not the CEO anymore. Oh, okay. Is so this news. So you go through you go through life, and um, and you you own a company. You're the president. You you chief cook, bottle washer. You do it all. But I never went to school to be a CEO, or okay, let's say, or a CFO or a chief operating officer. And so once all the companies got to be too big. I just went went to the CFO and I said, you've never held this title either. I said, so I'll tell you what, I'm going to retire, quote unquote, retire. I said, I will become the chief product officer and I will do 101 ways to to uh, to date the T-stud. Um, um, I will do whatever it takes to get the T-stud into as many hands as humanly possible. And I will be the character. But I said, I can't I can't do the everyday um, the everyday challenges of running a manufacturing plant. So I gave up the title of CEO, and now I'm the the, the chief product officer of U.S. Engineered Wood. Okay? Are you enjoying that role more? There is a crap load less stress, right? <laughs> every, every day I get up, and I don't know who's going to call. It, it's uh, um, I, I uh, it's it's been really fun. Uh, uh, that seems to last... fit your personality because I've, we've talked just once before, but you seem to be this. Like an inventor, you love inventing. You love solve problem solving, um, and that that product uh, role seems to fit you much better than maybe a CEO yeah. role does. Well, I've closed a few thousand real estate transactions in my day. I've designed um, seven hundred and fifty structures that have been built. So I love the challenge. I love the art of the deal, and so now doing the business development side. It's a lot less stressful. It's a whole lot more fun, and depending upon who calls me, um, I don't. I don't have to sell the T stud. The T stud sells itself. So it's like so. So the the dynamics of the call change in that I get to help you solve your or bring your solution, right? Yeah. So when they so when the government announced that they're going to bring the energy efficiency rebates back, right? Um, uh, we've had a company reach out, um, and and we're going to help them along. There'll be other ones that'll want to get help along as well because you can't get there without the T-stud. So we're just we're just open for business and and we're ready to go have fun. Okay. So let's so, dive into this because yeah. your your brain is uh full of ideas, full of inventions. You're you're inventing something new every day, it seems. But let's focus on the T-stud. I made a yeah. video on it a little while back, diving into the specifics of it, but let's go. Let's talk about the story behind it. How did you get from your real estate background to this? Okay. Did you have? Got, did you identify the problem with thermal bridging during your um, real estate journey, and that really intrigued you? So you wanted to come up with the product that solves that problem. Okay, we got to go back. We got to go back farther yet. Okay, so I have always been a fan of Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, the, uh, one of our, our, our presidents, 
um, you know, put a, set aside all the natural resources, right? All of our uh, national parks and those kinds of things, right? He uh, rough riders rode a horse, did everything, and I and I've always been intrigued by that. And um, and so in the '60s and '70s, we had a, a deal going on, keep America beautiful, and I got to watch people throw out their. Um, uh, they go to the fast food restaurant, they eat the food in the car, they put all the stuff back in the bag and they chuck it out the window. And I was so mad. Um, my dad was furious. Um, so I got, so, so I, I am a prodigy of my parents. Okay. And, and, um, so my dad would literally stop on the side of the road and he'd pick up that doggone garbage and he'd throw it in the car. And then he'd try to chase those people down. Like we never even had seatbelts. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, my dad was pretty fun to watch. Uh, um, anyway, um, so so since since then, I got involved with a conservation group. I started a uh, so I've always been a conservationist. I've always been an ecologist. Okay, that's that is my hat. Okay, I I I want to do everything I can to protect the earth and the and the and the finite and the and the infinite resources. And there's a big difference between the two words. So I've always been wired that route. And um, anyway, I started an endowment fund for conservation in the in the mid mid 90s. And it now has one point four million dollars in it. And they spend the interest that's made off of it in order to protect habitat for for wildlife. So I've always been wired this route. And so so when I was in Stanley, North Dakota and the wind is blowing, my favorite line for North Dakota is when the wind blows, there is no place to hide. Uh, the, the stove was blowing through an outlet. And just like that, I thought of the tea set. Don't ask me how one went to the other one. I couldn't tell you. But I thought I've seen other products in the space. There's actually 32 patents in the space and we're the only one who's different. And that's how we got the patent. And that's and so we now have I now have um, um, I got I got to be an inventor. I got to be somebody who reads patents, understands patent law. Um, just because somebody makes a patent, you know, they, they make somebody else's cup rounder, smoother, taller, something about it, and they get one claim. We have 240 claims, meaning meaning we've said something 240 times before somebody else did. And yeah. so we said nine claims in the U.S., uh, four, I'm sorry, nine patents in the U.S. and four patents in Canada, 240 claims total. So we took we took the space. And uh, and now we're maturing as uh, as individuals and as a company to, to go to the next phase, whatever whatever have, the next phase brings. How long have you all been making this? Uh, since 2017. And uh, then in 2017, I figured out I didn't have all the patent. So I went back to the drawing board and I wrote a continuation in process. And I filed the second one, and the second one's got 21 claims. First one had nine, nine. Second one must have 23. I have 32 in all in the first two. And then I boxed everybody out. So we so, went under the radar till 18. Okay. So, yeah. and you came out with the big bang in 2018, and suddenly it was like, whoa, there's a new product out in the market. And everyone uh, was curious about it. Yeah. And, and builders are absolutely allergic to change allergic they're not even it's like they're scared to death they just they just got no time for it but now that we see we see a little dip in the economy going like this right now we see builders stepping out and going like uh oh i gotta make a difference i gotta i gotta step up my game 
I don't got to be different than my competitors. uh, Yep. Yeah. I got to separate myself. Yep. So So. uh, talking about builders that that try to separate themselves, let's talk a little bit more about alternatives. So I told the people, my, my YouTube community that I was, I was going to be speaking with you and I asked them for some Uh-oh. questions. And um, a couple of them were asking about cheaper alternatives that are out in the market that do also solve the problem of thermal bridging. So some of them use a strip on the outside of the, of the stud to prevent thermal bridging. And then when I was in Switzerland a couple of weeks ago, I saw another version of wood studs where they used recycled foam. It basically looked like carpet underlayment, but recycled foam in between two studs. How did you come up with this system with dowel shot in at angles with pretty significant gap in between the two studs? And like you said, it's very, very different than your competitors, but did you do product research into all the other options available in the market or you just had this brainwave and said, this is the ideal way to solve thumb bridging? Okay, you, there, no, there, there, I have, I have reader, I have all the original reiterations up on the shelves here. I have them for samples and they all failed. We started out with nails, we went to screws. I have, I have, um, uh, um, uh, Black and Decker, DeWalt made me custom made nails that are ring shanked here, ring shanked there, not ring shanked in the middle. Huge ring shanks. Uh, I don't know how much money they probably spent ten thousand dollars to make to make three hundred nails for me. And in in a our very first try, they failed. We went to aggressive screws, they failed. We went to plastic, we went to this, we went to that. I had tried to I tried to avoid the dowel until I couldn't avoid the dowel anymore. I tried, I literally, I was I was forced to have to use it. And then the dowel became important. Okay, so all that T-stud is, is a bar joist on a roof. That's all it is. It's just a bar joist, okay? And so uh, because I've designed so many places, I knew kind of how a bar joist for a roof worked. So I had to have the W shapes, but how often, um, how close could you be to the edge? How big is the dowel? How small could you make the dowel? I mean, like we went through everything. We, I had to learn, I had to learn um, uh, long grain versus short grain versus open grain versus closed grain of wood, wood species. Um, oak dowels work wonderful because they're an open grain and you can make them smooth and the adhesive just grabs a hold of it like this and doesn't let go. But an oak dowel is three times the cost times two. It, it's a lot of money per foot. Um, and so just so I can get this one out there, I did make a post the other day that a, uh, on 200 feet of wall today, the T stud that, that one you got in front of you was blown in cellulose in it, um, is roughly $1,000 more money than using a two by six with an R19 bat. That's all that we are. That That's all that we are. That's all that we've ever been. We just didn't want to put all the story out there until, I had more equipment coming. Now now I know I have two pieces of equipment coming and we can quadruple our output. Okay, so now I'm willing to start telling the truth. That's um, awesome. So right but, now, but all these it, dowels are manually shot in at angles? Uh, we, we used to. We Little 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 air hammer. Brrr, we used to put them all in, all of our prototypes. We dip them into glue. Yeah, now we, we drill two holes 
glue two holes, dowel two holes, and the the dowel that the dowel the dowel sticks out. We just knock that off. So we do we do two feet every seventeen seconds now. That's awesome, and right. you're getting we, to even more automation. Is that what the two machines that you're ta you're talking about? Okay, so nobody's ever made a T stud before, so we know how to go two hundred and thirty feet a minute. If we had forty eight foot long, forty eight foot long uh, uh, two by three and two by fours, if they're all forty eight feet long, all finger joint, we could make a forty eight footer in in nineteen seconds. That's awesome but we have to invent technology to get there. Like whoever has to make a million dollars a day, we're about to have to make a million dollars a day. So I had to create all of the equipment to make a million dollars a day. We now, today we make $12,000 an hour. Okay. $12,000 an hour. Yes. So and where we know do how to go fast. Where do y'all make these? Because y'all were based in Canada for a while. But yep. you all have now moved to the States. Yep. Newton, Iowa. We're in the old Maytag facility. So um, half to act when half to came in. Um, um, and I think it was in the 80s. Uh, half to came in, in the 80s. They, they, they allowed major manufacturing companies to move out into other countries. They, they, Newton, Iowa lost 15,000 jobs over a three-year period of time. And then the building sat there forever. And so we have a little... We have 80,000 feet there. I think it's 80,000 out of 2.8 million feet. Oh, so, my gosh. So they've yeah. divided up the space and yeah. given it to different companies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty right. cool. So right. are you all going to be expanding your facility as, I'm sure demand is through the roof, um, as demand continues to grow and you all continue to produce more tea studs? Yeah. 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 Well, uh we have a we have a good supply chain on lumber. We have a good supply chain on adhesives, and we make all of our own dolls. We don't we don't buy them from anybody. They're uh, they're within thousands of an inch not going in. So, what is the reception from the community been like? Because, like you said earlier, builders are allergic to change, but the from Matt Reisinger's video from a couple of years ago and then the video that I made there seems to be a lot of genuine interest in this product and it seems like you can't stock it fast enough why so if if the builders are adopting it so easily why do you think they're so accepting of it is no, it something no, they're familiar with no no they're they are not accepting of it oh you don't think they are no no some are some are so once they got it figured out uh we have repeat customers all the time okay because okay so once they get it figured out like they sometimes they have to make two cuts when they when they um you're trying to go around a window and how do you go around a window when you have something that's an l shape so you have to think most carpenters don't want to have to think they just want to go do okay so sometimes you have to make a double cut okay we've we've minimized how often that they have to do that but we now have builders who use this for the bottom plate and and the top plate itself. Okay. I mean, they're taking the story. Uh, we have we have six builders out there right now that have watched every video that I have done. We have walls 24 feet tall. We have um, the engineering dynamics are, are incredible. But let's go to what people say. Okay. Nobody hears the kids scream next door. Um Nobody hears the neighbors mowing their lawn. So it's not just the thermal break. 
the equal value is it's it's a sound break because we minimize the vibration coming through the wall itself. So we have dual we have a dual purpose, and we have we have houses on on uh, railroad tracks. I'm not going to say they don't hear the train, but they but they but they literally they it here it's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun to to get the feedback from people after they've lived in the structures. I can. Well, utility bills that are that are so we're we're a stud. The the performance of the overall wall or the roof or the floor, the foundation, however they're using it, is we we give we give the main ingredient. We're the main ingredient. We're a stud, right? We're a we're a force to reckon with. Nobody can beat our strength. An LVL stud can't beat the strength. But then it all comes down to how much money you want to spend to insulate it. Do you want to use uh, blown-in cellulose? Depends upon, uh, depends upon how you believe. Do you want blown-in cellulose? Do you want blown-in fiberglass? We have one house done with sheep wool, two houses with sheep wool. So, or do you want to do closed cell spray foam? There are a couple that have done open cell spray foam, um, but the I'll say 50% do closed cell spray foam because they want to get the R value as high as they can because they want to get rid of the traditional furnace, the traditional air conditioner, and... We're, we're a small cost in the middle, but we can make the wall, the floor, and the roof so energy efficient that we have downstream advantages in that we cut the HVAC system cost in half, which then gives us upstream advantages, meaning that the owner, owner, owner or the occupant has reduced utility bills for the life of the structure and no maintenance required. We have no maintenance. So, um, okay. That was an advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So no, 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 not at all. No, we want to know about the performance of these um, building units. But y'all were actually making a, an insulated version of this a couple of years ago. And when I released my video, some people asked about that. They said, "Why don't y'all have that anymore? Why do you just have the bare naked version of the T stud?" This is a big version of the T stud. This is an R value of twenty eight. Don't think we're gonna don't don't think that we're gonna make this, okay? But we this is an R twenty eight. Just happened to be the one I had. So so what was what's interesting is people have always asked why did you go away from the R nineteen with the foam in it to the to the um, to the bare naked? And what people don't realize is that um, um, Austin, Texas froze in two thousand and twenty one. Honeywell has a plant there that they make the HFO blowing agent, right? We used to be HFC, hydrofluorocarbon, global warming potential 900 to 1300. Now we have HFO, global warming potential of three. Their plant had seven bats in it and five froze solid and broke, okay? So they have had nothing but trouble getting that thing back online, nothing but trouble. I think instead of having two bats going, I think today they have five. The supply chain is completely screwed up. And so we said, that fast overnight, we're going to make a bare naked version. And uh, because we lost our supply chain, everybody lost their supply chains. Everybody lost their supply chains through through the pandemic when we slammed shut the border, right? Yeah. I got, I got. Um, it's not like I don't believe in COVID, okay, because I absolutely do. I'm just not a fan and, a, and, a, and I'm not a friend when you shut down commerce at the border. It was brutal. I mean, we yeah. lost our, yeah. Because you lost yeah. your factory in Canada and you had to relocate and start from scratch here in the States. And that's yep. that's really tough for an up-and-coming business that has a solid product. 
yep. has invested everything they can into it. That's it's a shame. But I'm glad that you got the new facility up and running. Uh, yep. So are we. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I believe that sometime at the end of the day, another semi load is going to Canada. Uh, we have a semi load in um, that just went to Montana uh, distribution there. We're going to have distribution in uh, Indiana pretty soon and Maryland pretty soon. And so our, our distribution hubs are showing up now as our as our supply grows. Uh, we are uh, reaching out to certain individuals who put their hand up and say, OK, I want to I want to join in the fun. I want to I want to separate what you're doing are you or I want to be part of what you're doing. I'm sorry. Um, are you thinking of expanding your product line? Because someone in the comments asked if you are going to make a two by eight or a two by 10 version of the T-Stat. OK, this is a, this is the two by eight, seven and a quarter. So half of our sales are the seven and a quarter. Wow. Half of them. Yes, they want they want energy efficiency. So the people that use this are the the SIPS panel people. They want a SIPS panel replacement, or they 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 want an ICF without having to have the concrete. They want to look at look of a more traditional house. And so uh, uh, this is actually a floor and a roof member now. Okay, we qualified for that, which was um, which was fun. Um, uh, In the sarcastic way. Uh-huh. Was that a sarcastic comment? Uh, no, because we tried to do it a number of different ways. We tried. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a 10 and a quarter uh, here. I have a 10 and a quarter and I have sorry, I have a nine and a quarter and an 11 and a quarter version. Okay. I have a I have a 13 and a quarter version to replace a two by 14. Well, but the dowel, the dowel length gets to be too long. And by the time we buy a two a bigger member a two by six, it's it's easier to to take to take this one and to nail this one next to it, mm. kind of like this. It's it's cheaper, easier, faster to do this. And then and then in design principles, what happens is we have tension at the top and compression at the bottom, and one fights the other one, and we ended up with the we ended up with the significantly stronger product. Uh, uh, engineering people ask me all the time well how'd you come up with the science of, of this whole entire thing and i said no, no 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 you don't come up with the science first you have to start with theories you have to start with theories first and then you have to go prove the theories in order to create a science we now have a science and now now we make these every day we take people off the street they go they go in to go to work the machine does all the work for them they got to know what to look for and and, and we make them the new machines, the new machines will make three products out of two by threes or two by fours with a five minute change out. It's just that the, the people that we have on the technical side that that make make them make the machines, mm -hmm. these, these people are over the top. Um, when the new machine shows up, I'm going to have PTSD the, as soon as they get glue on that thing. I don't even want to show up. I don't want to show up. Yeah. A million dollars <laughs> and they're going to get glue on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk cost because everyone wants to know how much these units cost. Yeah. Are they cost I'll, competitive? Uh, I, I, I mean, they're far better in quality <laughs> than traditional studs. Being yep. The studs that you can find at your local hardware store, the studs that most suburban homes are being built with. So obviously they are more expensive than traditional studs, but what what could you compare them to? Um. Okay. So people buy uh, 
people buy these all the time, right? 24% of your exterior is solid lumber. That's why, uh, so I say you have to oversize your HVAC equipment by 24% because you have 24% bridges to the outside. So it's all oversized. It's completely inefficient and they can't make it efficient because you have a, a, the, the bridge over troubled waters. Do you want me to sing it? <laughs> no. Say no. Just say no. Okay. Maybe off to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Um, so we, un uh, we unhooked all those bridges. So we gave the ability of the HVAC equipment to be able to work the way it's, it was meant to be. Okay. So we don't compare to a two by six or a two by four. Okay. So you see this? Mm -hmm. This is a sandwich, OSB and foam. This, when you, when you glue the two together today, that is $91 a sheet. $91 a sheet. So okay. 200 feet of wall. It costs four, over $4,000 extra to do that versus us. So if you're, let's say that you're only trying to make the energy code only. That's all I want to do. I want to, I want to, if you're in one of the 11 states in the country who now, if you have to do prescriptive path and you got to put foam on the outside, you're going to write a checkout for more than $4,000 more for that than us just to make code. No, so... So we're a thousand dollars extra. It only costs twenty-five cents a square foot extra. To to um, uh, I have three prices across the country, so I know. Uh, hopefully, some insulated contractor doesn't get mad because I rattle off a number. So twenty-five cents extra a square foot to do uh, blown-in cellulose versus push a R19 bat in the wall. Okay. Or you can do a fire uh, blown-in fiberglass, and that's thirty-five cents more a square foot. So that's all it is. So how much is the stud? We're twice. We float with the market like this. Um, uh, we have a we have a two-step distributor. Uh, I believe that by the time we sell to them and they get into the hands of the marketplace, they're in the $3.25 a foot range. So we're about the same as a as a LVL stud, but we're twice. We have more attributes than an LBL stud. Okay, I we, we don't compare to them, but that's about how we price out in the country. But we ship to builders all the time. Uh, distribution is screwed up uh, in the country. Nobody, no lumber company has room for forty-two SKUs. So, uh, so somebody might be able to buy studs today for. Um, uh, I'm going to say two dollars and eighty cents a foot to three ten, depending upon where they're at. You know, with trucking costs, um, we're gonna we're literally going to have studs landed in. Uh, we have studs landed in in um, uh, Amarillo, Texas, and Montana today. They bought they both both places bought studs, and they immediately sold out of all of them. So they have to put in more orders. Bummer for me. Um, uh, we'll be in Indiana soon. We'll be in Maryland soon. Uh, we'll be in a couple of other places. I believe we'll be landed in two places in Canada in a month. So I'm trying to get to over by Toronto and I'm trying to get over by Vancouver as fast as we can. So we have two very friendly people um, uh, that are uh, that want to make a difference in the world and they want to separate what they do. They want to enhance what they do and they like us. So if they're going to touch us, they might as well sell it. Yeah. So um yeah so a lot of people have been talking about passive house recently and um it's just people are becoming more and more aware of 
the energy consumption of their home and how an inefficiency of their home and this massive influx that we're seeing from the government in the infrastructure of the country and even in the construction industry too is going is going to raise awareness of the passive house in the construction industry both in the residential sector and the commercial sector what role do you think t-start can play in this new stage of construction new energy efficient homes yep uh that's that's really simple we're the frame right so we're just one component um we're one component of the whole Okay, so we won't talk. So um, we, we are we are vertically integrating into other companies today, which we're, that's not the um, uh, that's not the the thrust of the the podcast. Okay, so we're we're bringing solutions that'll help every single builder meet not just the one section of forty five L. The um, the problem I'm just going to put this out there right now. The problem with the forty five L and the energy efficiency program is the $2,500 rebate. It costs the builder $800 to get the four, to get the 25, but the money goes to the builder. The money does not go to you, the consumer. You don't get the money. The money goes to the builder. If somebody wants to correct me on this, okay. if somebody wants to correct me on this right now, they can. Okay, but I don't think it goes to the buyer. I, I literally don't. But it costs them 800. They get a $2,500 rebate. The builder does, but not the consumer. Yeah. Somebody, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. I don't, yeah. That is tricky because when it comes to rebates on solar panels or something, people can slap them on to their building after it's constructed. So the consumer sees that direct return. But when it comes to the construction of a building, you're kind of at the mercy of the builder. So how do you control? How do you pass on those kind of rebates to the consumer? So, 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 So I got a better idea. They, they they actually did something good in this bill. I'm uh, uh, I'm not a fan of taxes. Like uh, anyway, okay. So uh, there there's another section in this thing that is a five thousand dollar rebate. Five thousand. Okay, let's just get up tomorrow morning and let's say I want the five thousand. If it costs me eight hundred to make five thousand, I'm in. Right. Let's yeah. just do that. And guess what? That's no more difficult than applying for the twenty five. There's nothing extra, but you have to start out from the frame. Yeah. So if you start out from the frame, there's certain metrics that you have to meet. And we know how to meet those metrics. We um, like almost every single structure that's made with the T-set is performing. And almost every single one, I can just about guarantee it qualifies or will qualify for the 5,000. So let's figure out assemblies that qualify for the 5,000. Skip the 2,500. There's, there's, it's not worth, it's not worth doing. So let's yep. talk more about those assemblies. So right now you all are selling these just as individual units, individual studs. Do yep. you have plans to sell them as assemblies? Yeah, we, we make wall panels today as well. Okay. And then we're working on some equipment to, um, to be able to, to do the floor and the roof uh, modules themselves. Okay. So um, these are yeah, fully yeah. insulated wall panels. Yep, all done. Yep, all done. Are they custom size depending on the yep. client's orders? Yep, yep, oh, yep. Wow. So, um, so there's there's two companies. Uh, Century Building Innovations will is kind of the Sears and Roebuck of the of the nineteen twenties, thirties, forties, right? Where they where they sold kits, right? So Century Build Building Innovations will sell kits. And they will sell them are pre-insulated or not, depending upon if you're 
if you like foam or not. I, I'm a proponent of foam because you can't get to net zero unless you either build a 12 inch thick wall full of fiberglass or you're going to have to stick some foam in the wall. OK, the global warming potential of the foam is is three. That's it. So so if you're if you're if you don't want to use foam, that's not my problem. Um, I um, kind of have the a similar attitude to foam because I've talked to people in the foam industry and they get so much hate, so much. But when you talk to them and you realize how how much innovation goes on there, they are constantly trying to make a more eco friendly version of closed and open cell foam, and they they just, I feel like they just don't get enough credit for that. Okay, so type one. Uh, I don't know of any manufacturer of the foam attached to the uh, to the OSB. I don't know of anybody who who actually commercially makes one that has a type one foam. I think they're all type type two. In fact, I'm not sure of any of them. So you might want to do a little research on this because I, I I've watched most of your podcasts. Um, um, I'm not sure how many of them are actually using the HFO blowing agent in their process. Either. Huh. You think right? they're using HFCs? HFC, yeah. That's yeah. not what and, I've been told. When I visited a spray foam factory, they told me foam that. Spray foam uh, factory. This factory? Uh, no, closed and open cells. Spray foam. Okay, okay you're close, talking about XPS. Okay. Yep, that's right. Right. So when you stick that foam onto a sheet of OSB, I okay. believe that that's a... Uh, HFC, and I believe, and I, and I, I, I know that this piece right here is twelve by twelve. I can burn that up in two point two seconds. Yeah. Right. Whereas the foam that we use, the this right here, mm -hmm. you can take out your torch. I'm going to dinner. You, you handle the torch because when I get home from dinner, you're still going to be still sitting there. Right. It don't burn. It don't burn. Uh, wow. Yep. Cool. So, but I can hey, make brain. I can make walls so strong yeah. with with the with the closed cell foam in them that I actually don't need the OSB anymore to solve for racking strength. That's yeah. how strong the foam is, right? So so if you just look at a Yeti cooler, let's just build houses that are energy efficient like a Yeti cooler, but you do it on steroids, right? So e even a Yeti cooler, the the inside of the Yeti cooler will turn will end up being the same ambient temperature on the outside. It's just how long will it take to melt the ice? Is yeah. that one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? Sooner or later, unless you, unless you give it a little energy, it will it will end up being the same temperature in and out. Okay. Now the question comes in is how much energy? Okay. So the structures that we're going to do, so Century Building Innovations will do kits. Innovated structures, on the other hand, will sell uh, finished modulars, manufactured modular houses, all in, all done, fully furnished. There they'll be. There'll be net zero energy ready houses that will all qualify for the $5,000 rebate. The, and so you have to have your HER score rating done. So we're talking HER score rating somewhere around 40 is what these structures will be. If you, if you follow what HER scores does. When, when will these panels be ready? Uh, we're, we have to go, we actually have to build a manufacturing plant. Uh, to do the fully finished modules. So that's why Century Building Innovations, once once we get somebody's plan in, we'll ship the we'll ship the wall panels as fast as we can to somebody and, and then they can erect them as a kit. But it's going to take us a year to go build a building in order to in order to do the full on full modulars because our 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 facility is unlike somebody else's facility. Yeah. 
So well, there'll be we'll make announcements in, over the next month on on kind of what we're looking at and how those walls, floors, and roofs will be put together. But they will they will be the most energy efficient structures made from anybody today. So let's There's, tie this in with the last question from the community. How can the T stud create a positive impact to the affordable housing, to affordable housing and environmental issues? Ah, uh, hold on. That's a mouthful. We don't have an hour. Okay. So you did touch on environmental issues already, but let's talk well, about affordability and the housing crisis. Um, are y'all trying to enter that industry of the affordable housing industry or it's just yeah. you are? Innovative okay. structures will enter that space. But um uh and you'll uh, be using are... the T stud in that um oh, yeah. space as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We have no choice. We have no choice. Uh we're, we're the frame. We have to we have to have the frame in order to have the end solution. So we know exactly what we have to do. Um, um, we know exactly what the metrics are, are to be to reduce the BTU consumption by 50%. And we know what it takes to be at 80% reduction. What we don't know is how often you're gonna open the door. Yeah, That's what we don't know, right? Because if the door stays shut all the time, it's we all know what it's gonna take to maintain it. But if you go in and out the door 40 times in a day, Okay, we have to account for that via energy. Mm -hmm. So everybody's structure is going to be a little bit different depending upon the occupants or how many geriatric cats you have. So um, um, we are going to enter into that space. Uh, the, 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 it, it, um, in order to be affordable, you can't, you can't afford to buy somebody's air-to-air -air exchanger for 750 bucks when you know darn well it only costs $150 to make. There's like 10 different of those solutions inside the structure. So we're just going to have to make some different ones. You're going to in right. invent everything that goes into the I house. I don't really care. I'm, <laughs> I'm already going down this lane. I might as well just make them all, right? Uh, like, And the number one thing for this is warranty programs. I can't believe how slippery of a slope some companies' warranty programs are. Uh, they're just a I joke? Got, I, I got, well, I don't want to call them a joke, Okay. okay. Uh, because uh, I, I, I do not. But whatever happened to like a limited lifetime warranty, right? There's going to be, right? right. We, I mean, they, that's how everything used to be, right? Yeah. They, they put a bunch of disclaimers in there and stuff, but um, uh, where did the quality go? Yeah. Just where did the quality go? So let's say we're going to make something, but it has to last a hundred years or, I mean, a hundred years might be, our wall assemblies last a hundred years because walls and floors and roofs, because there's no maintenance required. There's nothing to do. Right. But when you get to the operating, the mechanicals, how can we make the mechanicals? Uh, my, 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 uh, my, my furnace went out because some stupid little module went out and I had to replace the whole bloody thing. $7,500 later, I was irritated, irritated yeah, just for a module. It's frustrating. And, and that yes. goes back to planned obsolescence where, parts are intentionally made to be sorted on so they can't be replaced and you have to just replace the entire unit yeah when one tiny little part fails yeah that's all um, planned obsolescence so so um uh uh heat heat pumps heat pumps when, when they when they first 15 years ago they came out with some great big rebate programs you got a full-blown fifteen thousand dollar rebate whatever they were a couple of those manufacturers went out of business because 
be, because their heat pumps were failing. Oh, they just wow. went out of business. So I got a friend there. His heat pump just went out 10 years later. It's $10,000 for a new one. So what's his return on investment? Nothing. He should have never have done anything. Nothing. He shouldn't have done anything. So let's make structures so energy efficient where we force the solar panel companies, we force the wind companies, we force the every every other mechanical system to be performing. But if we can make the structure so energy efficient that those mechanical sides don't run anywhere near as often, then they can make their units differently and make them more efficiently to operate less often. And yet we make cleaner, healthier environments to live in, right? Mm -hmm. There you go. That's that's a good way to end the podcast. That's yeah. an ambitious goal, but it's doable. It absolutely is doable. It just takes this people is 2022. To be... Hello, yeah. we're here. Let's just, just go make it happen. Build Let's more responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I hope I lit a fire underneath you because I you got did. one today. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, it seems like there is a fire lit under you. You're always, always going, like, what's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing I can innovate? How can I rethink the entire construction industry? It's <laughs> okay. Okay. I know that you want to know what's on that board right over there. I know that. Uh, you have to wait a few weeks. Okay. All okay right. So affordable housing is coming and net zero energy ready housing, affordable housing is coming. But you have to break every single metric to pull it off. Every single one. No, no, nothing can be left to chance. And so you're forced to you're forced to look at every assembly as a whole in order to pull it off. Yeah. But this is I get to use I get to use products from 2022, not from um, OSB was created in 1984. Right. Yeah. So so what can we do uh, when prices are going like this? What can we do to maybe eliminate some of those and to make smarter, better uh, assemblies as a whole in order to save on labor? Uh, other than Texas, I don't know how many how many how many extra people are running around looking for jobs. Yeah. Right in the construction industry, mm -hmm. Texas, you can get eight bids on a house. I don't know of any place else in the country. So let's try to make systems um, easier for people to work with. So it's a uh, offsite is coming. Uh, get people working inside of plants. Uh, give them a nice working environment to work in, and um, and treat them um, more than fair, and uh, give them uh, give them their perks that they deserve that they to have and. Um, Let's ship out the, the here, let's just start everybody as a whole. Put your conservation hat on, your ecology hat on, and uh, let's make uh, uh, let's make environments. Um, you know, a lot of people spend indoors 90% of their time. Yes. Make so them let's healthier. make, let's, yeah, mm -hmm. let's make them all healthier. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian, for sharing all that information with us. And I'm going to be looking out for some new, some exciting news coming from your, your T-Stud company soon maybe uh well i was working on a press release here before so okay. uh in uh i need i need two weeks all right i'll keep an eye out yep. for it thank all you right. brian Sounds good. you bet